Football pariah Johnny Manziel is now offering his reputable counsel to the highest office in the land. The former NFL quarterback tweeted at President Donald Trump, Yo POTUS, even I know to stay away from the notification section on Twitter. Sh** will drive you crazy. Lead the country and let them hate. The tweet has since been deleted. And Manziel's Twitter account also appears to be deactivated. Trump has long been fond of Manziel, praising the former standout college player on Twitter, tweeting during the 2014 NFL Draft, I think somebody should pick Johnny Football. He will be a star. Later adding, teams are making a big mistake not taking Johnny Manziel. He is going to be really good and exciting to watch. Manziel was not really good. He was objectively really bad. The fastest show in sports! Good evening, I'm Kent Brockman. Our top story, punks and lots of them. <laughs> Tell me, sport, do you like girls? Yeah, I do. Sorry. I want you all to meet our new classmate. Uh, what's your name again? Damien. Little man who probably grew up torturing little animals. Some puny little uncoordinated can't make the football team, so I'll pick on third graders and steal their lunch money. Punk. Under this garb, we're perfectly ordinary Americans. Ed Berliner, the fastest show in sports. What were we talking about again? Somewhat garrulous in the company of thieves. Garrulous? That would be loquacious, verbose, effusive. How about chatty? What's with dictionary, boy? Thesaurus, boy, I think is more appropriate. And cut! It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Greetings, true believers. Welcome back in. I'm Ed Berliner, and this is the fastest show in sports. It is a matter of fame. As we look at athletes across the country, no matter whether they're high school athletes, college athletes, professional athletes, there is eventually a level of fame that each of them reaches sooner or later. And it's how they deal with it. Not only that, but then when they become famous when they're young, high school, let's say, they then become famous in college. They then may become famous in the pros, but they're not exactly the kind of individuals that we would call role models. There's that phrase which I have always railed against because I personally never feel that athletes should be role models. You can look at them and say that, hey, he or she does a great job. I want to play like that. But as role models, I find it rarely ever works. What was it I believe Charles Barkley said one time or the song said one time, a hero ain't nothing but a sandwich? And I tend to think that's really what we're sort of working on here in the case of one individual. We've all talked about him, Johnny Manziel, Johnny Football. Let's dig a little deeper. It's a pleasure to welcome back into the fastest show in sports, one of the first sports psychologists to work with a U.S. Olympic team, a pro team, a university athletic department. His book is called Just Let Them Play. Talks about the importance of winning and losing. Shocker, losing. Success and failure. Shocker. Guess what? People do fail. And it is available at www.winnersunlimited.com. Private practice in Kansas City is where we find him now. It's a pleasure to welcome Dr. Andrew Jacobs back to the show. Dr. Jacobs, thanks so much for joining us. And I know that, first of all, when I say the words Johnny Manziel to you as a sports psychologist, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Trouble. The word trouble pops in my mind when I think of him. He's a, he's has has a history of... A lot of issues, Ed. I mean, you mentioned the word entitlement. That fits into the picture, too. And uh, he's actually somebody I feel sorry for because I, I think he's struggling with his identity, struggling to figure out who he is, and he's obviously had a lot of issues. He claims that he has fixed himself now. 
I don't, I don't know if, if anyone can fix themselves. They need to get help. But they also, in order to get help, Ed, you have to be open to it. And from what I've read about him, I've never met him, never spoken to him. Watched him play a game against the Chiefs when he was with the Browns here in Kansas City at Arrowhead Stadium. Um, I, you know, he's, he just strikes me as somebody who obviously was raised in, in, in a very entitled environment. Going to Texas A&M, got, got a tremendous amount of accolades for being a, a, a tremendous college football player. But I think, you know, being a good teammate and learning how to balance all that out has been something he's, he's struggled with trying to figure out. When you say that an athlete like Johnny Menzel can't find himself or hasn't found himself yet, those are almost alien words to a lot of people because the general fan, Joe Beercan, Jane Beercan, whatever it is, will look back and they will say, wait a minute, this kid had so much fame when he was in high school. People talked about him. People helped him. People did whatever they could to be close to him. This is what many people believe now. And then he got to college. And, of course, in college he's able to show his skills. He was the star. And then he moves on to the National Football League. How can he not continue to still be a star and know himself, find himself? I think that that phrase right there, the general fan does not understand what happens to these players when they are coddled, entitled, allowed to get away with whatever they want simply because others are making a buck off them and others want to just be close to them and be part of the gang. I've had the privilege of working with professional athletes, collegiate athletes, Olympic athletes, as you mentioned in your open. I've been doing this for 36 years, and I, I have to tell you that most of these, these gentlemen and, and ladies are wonderful people. I've been around so many of them who have done all kinds of things on, in their side time to go to hospitals, do benefits, do things they don't want notoriety for, they don't want uh, to be known for. They do things because they're, they're good people. They're wonderful family people. They want to raise their kids. I mean, I, I had the privilege of working with the Kansas City Royals a couple of times. And back in 1990, I got to know Bo Jackson, who I think is probably the greatest athlete of modern times. And one day I asked him, what are you going to do when you retire? This is, of course, before he had his hip injury. He said, Doc, when I retire, I'm going to raise my kids. Well, he did raise his kids. And uh, Bo's a good man, and, and he stood by his word. He's raised three good kids. And he also has a wife who's a child psychologist who gets a lot of these things. And Bo, Bo had a very troubled upbringing, but he's figured things out. The problem, I think, Ed, is this. A lot of young athletes today think they're going to be professional athletes. They have parents who will do anything for them, pay all kinds of uh, coaches, trainers, psychologists, nutritionists to get them everything they can get to get that dream accomplished, and a lot of them don't make it. And they don't understand why. They don't think it's fair. But some of the, but some of the ones who do make it, okay, some of them, not all of them, but some of them, their egos get inflated. They lose touch with reality because they become bigger than they, than they think they are in their heads. And then consequently they don't survive. Johnny Manziel is a perfect example of that. I mean, it's sort of like Todd Marinovich, of course, back from, you know, 25, 30 years ago, the whole issue that happened with him. He was raised from, from the time he was conceived, his father, Marv Marinovich, said he's going to be an NFL quarterback. And he indeed did become one, but, but failed at that. And, you know, has been, been accused of drug selling and drug usage, has gone to jail, has had, had his share of issues. And I think a lot of these, these young people, I, 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 when I work with people that I, I like to talk about the word balance. Do you have balance in your life? Are you grounded? Do you have maturity? And if there's a part of your ego that's overinflated or, or over large, overly large, 
and you don't have somebody to sort of deflate that, you're going to be in trouble. I am the kind of person that tends to think that out of chaos comes order. Out of mistakes eventually comes good ideas. So then let me postulate this. Is it just possible that what we're seeing now with Johnny Manziel, the complete mess that he has made of his life, his personal life, his professional life, potentially thrown away a golden lifetime, is it just possible that it's a good thing, and I put that in quotes, because now, when you've got a parent who gets overly crazy about their kids and puts everything into them and gives them everything and wants them to be professional and tries to raise them like that from the moment they're 12, that all you have to do is take up a picture, hold it up and say, Johnny Menzel, drop it and walk away. That maybe, maybe, and you mentioned Todd Marinovich, which I think was a great example. He has now become the example of the 21st century of everything you do not want to do as a parent and even as a coach when you have somebody who has such potential. You know, in our book, we talk about the role parents and coaches have in the development of youth, youth athletes. And one of the things we talk about, and, and my co-author is Jeff Montgomery, who's the, in the Royals Hall of Fame, and Pete Malone, who's in the Olympic Swimming Hall of Fame as a coach, we talk so much about the role parents have as communicators and being grounded and understanding the pros and cons, the ups and downs of, of youth sports. And we see so many people today who have these grandiose ideas and want their kids to be, you know, the next Michael Phelps or, or, or Derek Jeter or, or whoever you want to say. And we need to point out, I think, Doctor, that that's not a bad thing. If you want your kid to be great and you want them to take their, their athletic abilities and you want them to be something special, that's not a bad idea. But you mentioned it's the matter of that balance that never or rarely, if I should say, rarely seems to enter the picture. Well, you're 100% correct, Ed. And he, but here's the deal. I mentioned Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps has had a share of issues. He's overcome them. He seems to be have really found himself. If we talk about finding himself, I think he's found himself. And a lot of that's with maturity. Tiger Woods went through the same thing. He's still he's he's hopefully coming out of the that bad part of his life, and and he's correcting him a lot of the, the personal things he had going on with himself. And I'd love to see him go back and play great golf again. But I don't care who you are, you have to figure out who who you are. And if you don't try to take the time to understand that and, and how you, you know, when you're on a team, you are a member of a group. It's not about you. I always like, you know, we hear the term, take the, there's no I in team, but there's a me, and me. And I always like to say a, a good coach checks his or her ego at the door because it's not about the coach, it's about the team. And I think good players check their egos at the door. I work with a number of professional athletes in a number of sports. And we talk about this all the time. I have, I've worked uh, privately with a member of the Kansas City Chiefs this year who had, a, had a, the Chiefs had a great year. They lost to Pittsburgh in the playoffs, but they had a great year. And this one player told me, he says, Doc, you know, one of the things about our team that I love, and it starts with Coach Reed and it filters down to everybody else, it's not about everybody individually. It's about us as a group. And the Chiefs haven't had any players in trouble this year. They, they've, As far as we know, every, everybody's done great. They've been above board. And, and everything here in Kansas City we've heard about them has been they've been a, a really tight team. And I think it's because people are grounded with each other. And professional athletes, when you make it to that level, Ed, and I don't care if you're a swimmer, a golfer, tennis player, football player, whatever, when you become a professional, okay, you have obviously accomplished a lot physically, psychologically, emotionally to get to that level. And then to me, a lot of it's about how you ground yourself with who you are and understanding yourself and your role. You mentioned Charles Barkley as we started the, the segment today. 
uh, you know, he was quoted as saying, I ain't no role model. Well, he wasn't a role model, but unfortunately a lot of people look up to him, so consequently he had to deal with that. And athletes are put in these positions a lot of times unfairly because they themselves have so many issues personally that because they're physically talented doesn't mean they're psychologically talented as well. And they've got to figure that stuff out. Isn't it fair to say, though, that many times they are put in those positions by the demands of the fans, which leads us to the next issue here. The fan that looks says, you suck, you can't play, you're terrible at what you do, you cost me a good life because you lost the game. This constant hammering that used to come just from the stands and maybe maybe even just, I don't know, on the street. But now it comes in Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, social media. The players on bombard are bombarded with it these days. How are they supposed to deal with it if they're not mentally secure in themselves from the very first instant? Well, it's very tough. It's very tough. I know when I uh, worked with the Kansas City Royals a few years ago, I used to tell the players, don't read the papers, don't listen to the talk shows, unless you listen to my show, of course. But um, don't, don't, you know, don't get caught up in all that because there's always somebody who's going to be negative. We had one guy on the team one day comes out to me and says, Doc, look at this mail I'm getting. And he was not hitting well. He was, he was one of our outfielders. And he had a whole series of letters from one man who claimed he could correct his hitting technique. And, was, and it was a whole handwritten, four or five handwritten letters, about four or five pages long, explaining what was wrong with him. And this guy was laughing. He goes, Doc, this guy has never met me. He's never talked to me, but he's pretending to be my psychologist. He goes, you're my head coach. He's not. You know me. He doesn't. I said, what are you going to do with this? And he tore it up and threw it away. He goes, I'm not even going to pay attention to this. this he goes, it was comical reading this because this guy was telling me everything that I should be doing, and he has no idea who I am. The, the bottom line is athletes are people. They're not any different than you and I. They get dressed the same way we do. They do the same things we do every day, except that physically they have to be extremely talented. They have to be mentally mature, mentally confident with themselves, and they have to learn how to deal with all this stuff. Fans, you know, with social media today, there are very, very few secrets anybody has anymore because somebody's going to find out something. So you really have to be careful. You need to be careful about who you hang out with, who you talk to, and what you do. And, you know, here, if we go back several years ago, Mickey Mantle had a serious alcohol problem. But it was sort of just brushed aside. So did Babe Ruth. It was brushed aside because they did well. Well, in the end, it probably cost Mickey Mantle his life. And I think if you look back, there's a lot of great athletes back from the 50s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. A lot of them had problems. But we didn't know about it because there wasn't all the social media. And a lot of times it was, it was pushed aside because they played well. Today, if you have a problem, everybody knows and everybody talks about it. And so I think a lot of it has to do with understanding success and failure as you grow up. We all have to learn how to lose. We all have to learn how to fail. And we talk about this in our book. Our third chapter in the book is called Embracing Failure Can Lead to Fun. And I don't think we teach young people today enough about failing and losing and screwing up and how to deal with it effectively. They're yelled at, they're screamed at, they're condescended, they're insulted when they screw up instead of learning from it. Johnny Manziel, on his Twitter account, writes out a tweet to Donald Trump saying, control what you can control and let the rest fall by the wayside. And then he deletes the Twitter account. Two things here. Number one, wouldn't you tell anybody who really cares about their image, whether it's a professional athlete or anybody else, get the hell off Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, and the rest. 
because quite frankly it's dangerous in so many ways because people write things they would never say out loud and the second part of that is there's a question out there about Johnny Manziel who claims you said this earlier in the interview claims he's healed himself why after this should anybody especially a team in the National Football League trust Johnny Manziel the Kansas City Chiefs drafted a player named Tyreek Hill this year who's made the Pro Bowl as a rookie He's been nothing but stellar on the field and apparently off the field as well. He, a couple of years ago in college, got in trouble and uh, for, for hitting and beating up his girlfriend, his pregnant girlfriend, and he was at Oklahoma State, transferred schools, cut from the team, transferred schools. The Chiefs took a chance on him, and he's been nothing but a model citizen from everything we've seen. I think everyone's entitled to get a second chance. Everyone's entitled to be given an opportunity when they screw up to, to learn from that and grow from that. I think with John, Johnny Manziel is, is certainly give, should be given an opportunity if he has proven, in my opinion, that he straightened himself out. The fact that he put this on Twitter is saying that he doesn't have impulse control very well. And I would guess most teams will probably... I, I wouldn't be surprised if a team takes a chance with him because most teams, there's always somebody that's going to take a chance with somebody. But you'd have to have him under, under such strict guidelines that I'm not sure he'd survive unless he really, really has... you know figure things out and but the fact that he would put that on twitter and then delete the account is telling us right there that he probably has when you say that everybody deserves a second chance i'm with you but here's johnny manziel spent 10 weeks in rehab after his rookie season cut by the browns there's one suspended for the first four games of the 2016 season violated the nfl's substance abuse policy that's two and then there's the agreement with the dallas county da's office to have those domestic violence charges dropped after being accused of hitting and threatening his former girlfriend. That's three. Why should anybody give a three-time loser a chance? Because there's somebody out there who is willing to take a chance on his physical talent. And I, I like to say you can have two athletes of equal physical skills, but the one with the stronger mind is the one who will come out on top. Over the years, Ed, I've hosted a radio show here in Kansas City now for 26 years. And many times I've had, it's a call-in show, and I've had this topic. Would you rather have a group of people on your team who are good kids, obey the rules, are coachable, maybe don't have the greatest talent in the world but are willing to work hard, or do you want to have a team that has a few people who are really talented but you know, flirt with trouble, but they're so talented that you want to have them on the team? Most people who've called up and the coaches have called up all said, I want to have a group of kids that are good kids that will bust their butt that aren't the most talented because they're the coachable ones and they're the ones that will do it the right way. And I think, you know, somebody like Manziel obviously needs help, in my opinion. I don't know him, never met him, never talked to him. Just from, a, from an outsider's perspective, listening to the things that he's done, he needs some help and he needs to prove that he has figured things out. Michael Phelps went into an inpatient facility a couple of years ago and has figured things out. He has talked extensively about what he learned about himself and how he's changed. And good for him, because I admire him immensely for, for that more so than I do for all the gold medals he's won. Because he's been willing to say, hey, you know, I was doing some things that, you know, smoking the bong and, and getting a DUI, you know, I've done some things I shouldn't have done. And I've got to, I had to grow up. He's recognized that. And good for him. And hopefully, you know, Johnny Manziel will be able to figure that out as well for his, for his, for his future. Because if he keeps going on like this, trouble's going to be his middle name. I tend to think sometimes it already is his middle. 
his second, his third, and his fourth name, but that's another story for another day. Quickly, remind us again of the times of your show in Kansas City and where it can be heard. My show is on 810 WHB. It's on every Sunday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. Central Time. And you can uh, listen to podcasts live on the Internet. You can listen to podcasts on it on 810WHB.com or also on my website, which is uh, winnersunlimited.com, which is also where you can purchase my book. And the book, once again, is Just Let Them Play. Reminder, also the Twitter is at Dr. J, D-R-J, Sport Psych. You can catch him there again. Dr. Andrew Jacobs, always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks so much for joining us. Ed, it's always great being with you. Look forward to talking again. Dr. Andrew Jacobs, I'm Ed Berliner. This is the fastest show in sports. And until next time, true believers, see ya!